Hi and welcome to the We Are Zion Sermon Podcast. We as a church would love to wish you a very happy Easter. We are a local church based here in Chennai, India. We are so glad you are here and our hope is that this will encourage, inspire and instill fresh faith in you. We conclude our series on the way of the cross. Pastor Geshom shares with us today on what it's like to move forward from the cross and to walk in the resurrection power that was unleashed when Jesus rose from the dead. As we listen to the word, can we ask God to resurrect those dead parts of our life and help us to live victoriously? Hi church, it's such a joy and a privilege to be bringing God's word to you. I'm really honored to be standing here and even as we celebrate Easter this year, I just want to uh, first and foremost tell you that you know we've uh, we've been through a lot over the last one year from last year 2020 the easter we in fact had the starting of the lockdown and we were unable to meet in person and in fact today at 2021 uh, with the rise of uh, all that's happening in terms of the pandemic a lot of us are probably watching it online because we are all stuck still within the four walls of our home with the second wave but i want to encourage you that this jesus who died on good friday he is alive today and even as we watched uh, the opener video, I would ask you that in this walk of faith, in this walk of following Jesus, in this walk of, you know, telling Jesus, you are my king, even as you've taken that step, it's in motion. You are in motion. You know, in fact, uh, we are not stopping. You know, the whole journey that we have ahead is one where we're going to see Jesus time and again come and work in our life so that when he comes in person, we can see him face to face. And I just want to encourage you that even as we've been through this last six weeks, seeing uh, seeing this entire series, you know, the way to the cross. And, you know, on Good Friday, we saw at the cross what it takes. And I want to encourage us that our journey starts today from the cross again. We don't just wait there and are positioned or stationed at the cross but we are moving on from the cross and we in fact move towards triumph because Jesus has won Jesus is alive and his you know resurrection has power so even as we move forward today into triumph with the knowing that Jesus has risen and understanding his resurrection power we're going to see how his resurrection power works in and through our life that it just doesn't stay for this, this Easter alone, but it carries forward every day, every single day. We can experience this resurrection power in every area of our life. Satan wants to diminish the resurrection power in our own lives. I don't know how many of you are probably going through or in the midst of a crisis right now, but I've seen so many times when, you know, Satan uses certain areas in our life which you know we really struggle with. There are areas where you know we really want God to intervene and God to help. But, you know, he seems to have the upper hand and we we kind of like have this talk in our minds most of the time. And we think, you know what, this area I'm not able to, you know, overcome or I'm not able to. And so eventually what happens is Satan tries to take control and that, in fact, he takes a lot of pleasure. He, in fact, loves it when he's in control because, you know, when we look at the entire situation of what's happened on Good Friday and Easter, Satan was doing everything possible, everything possible. He used every uh, way possible. Even as Jesus is dead on the cross, you know, he he wanted to make sure the deal is done. The seal is, you know, closed once and for all with regard to Jesus. 
but there's something beautiful that arises and even for that even if we go into god's word i want to ask us can we open our hearts because god wants to reveal something today and even as we dwell deeper into god's word you're going to ask god god if there's any area in my life that i need to have this resurrection power come in and work and manifest in myself and break something and change do it lord do it you know even before we go into god's word i just want to read from john chapter 2 verses 19 to 22 it goes on to say jesus answered them destroy this temple and i will raise it again in 3 days they replied it has taken 46 years to build this temple and you are going to raise it in 3 days but the temple he had spoken of was his body after he was raised from the dead his disciples recalled what he had said then they believed the scripture and the words that jesus had spoken this is right after when jesus enters the temple and he confronts the pharisees and he tells them you've given this physical temple so much importance and jesus goes on to talk about his own temple his own body which he's going to lay down and he says this will rise up in 3 days and so the minute jesus was crucified the pharisees were at play they remembered these words whether the disciples whether his followers whether people who journeyed with him for that 3 and a half years remembered or not the pharisees remembered and they wanted their gameplay they wanted to make sure you know what we shouldn't leave any room for their disciples to actually go out and say you know what he is risen and so we go on to read in matthew 27 which says the next day that is the day after the day of preparation for the sabbath the chief priests and the pharisees assembled before pilate and said sir we have remembered that when he was still alive that deceiver said after 3 days i will rise from the dead therefore give orders to have the tomb made secure and safeguarded until the third day otherwise his disciples may come and steal him away and tell the people he has risen from the dead and the last deception the reporting of his resurrection will be worse than the first the reporting that he is the messiah pilate said to them you have a guard of soldiers go with them make the tomb as secure as you know so they went and made the tomb secure and along with stationing a guard of soldiers to be on watch they set a seal on the stone so today even as we see, read this i was reminded of the fact that you know satan used the pharisees to get the highest seal possible of that land safeguard the tomb if you see here they went back to pilate they didn't have any regard for the fact that okay they've killed someone they have to bury someone that wasn't the deal for them they wanted to make sure that what his disciples said first that he is the messiah that was you know which they couldn't handle but they felt the second thing what they will say that he's raised from the dead that's even more blasphemous and so they did everything in their power and if you notice here they go to the roman governing authority and they ask for his seal because at that time they were under the roman authority and they felt there'll be no one who will actually go and lay hands on the tomb and actually break that seal so today church what is it that satan has actually laid a hand on your life and has laid a seal i would like to ask you because it's very important that we identify what he is doing today he's not sitting back he's not you know just relaxing he's not taking a vacation off as much as we say god is alive god is present god is you know with us every minute of the day satan also is looking for a loophole a place where we will slip or a place where we will show some form of weakness and he wants to seal something in our life so today whether it is your own self 
or whether it's your spouse or whether it's your children whether it's your parents whether it's your family whether whatever it is what is it that he's trying to take control for some of us we've allowed satan to actually seal the deal in so many areas of our life for some of us it's sickness we've just said you know what this is what has been hereditary my grandmother had it you know my mother had it and so i will have it and we've kind of like put rolled the tombstone over it and said this is a seal for some of us we've probably have gotten diagnosed by a doctor and he said you know what this is autoimmune this is lifelong these are the medications that you have been with we've put the seal there for some of us it's probably you know we've we've come down thinking you know generationally these are some things that have been passed and you know what i think this is just my end of the deal which i have to deal with and we've you know put a seal over there for some of us we see our kids and we think you know what they are not going to amount and we even sometimes as parents just put a seal over their life and think you know i'm i don't think he's going to improve i just think this is what his deal is in life for some of us it's just the fact that we worry or we have anxiety or we have so many things that in our life that you know we go through the emotions for some of us we even uh, uh, satan craftily uses you know what the sometimes the state in which you are in probably you're in a state where you're just alone loneliness has gripped you depression has gripped you anxiety has gripped you and he's just kept that seal over there saying hey this is you no matter what and so today the minute you hear something the minute you are in a corner where you have no way out that seal becomes the dead end for you you just succumb to the pressure of having the tomb closed over you but today this easter you're going to tell no more you're going to tell no more and the reason because we're going to say no more because is of the fact that jesus is risen is because of the fact that jesus is alive is because of the fact that that day 2000 years ago the day he died on the third day he rose again that is we believe it we declare it and we won't take it into our own lives and so the first point i would like for us to understand is this resurrection power breaks the seal that satan has over us this resurrection power breaks that deal and so satan did everything possible he in fact thought he crucified jesus he's one he's dead and he wanted to you know get the seal and make sure you know no one can open the tomb but on the third day the resurrection power came and jesus rose from the dead i'm going to read from matthew chapter 28 and this is what it says suddenly there was a great earthquake for an angel of the lord came down from heaven rolled aside the stone and sat on it his face shone like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow the guards shook with fear when they saw him and they fell into a dead faint then the angel spoke to the woman don't be afraid he said i know you are looking for jesus who has crucified he isn't here he is risen from the dead just as he said it would happen come see where his body was lying amazing isn't it that there was an earthquake and everything just shattered the seal broke today if you are asking you know you know this is what i am this is what i am defined by this is what you know i've been struggling with and this is what i think i am jesus is willing to come in like that as a great earthquake and shatter everything but are you willing to accept his resurrection power time and again in my life i remember just going into a corner where i think you know what this is what i am 
I've given room for loneliness. I've given room for, you know, places where I've really struggled with that. Satan has just rolled a tombstone and said, this is your deal. Deal with it. But every time I come back and ask Jesus to come in and help, he does it in his beautiful way. And one of the way in which he does is that he gives his resurrection power and that strength breaks down every tomb, every seal that the enemy has over you. And so today, will you allow Jesus to come in and break that seal? Even as Jesus was risen from the dead, we see that the enemy didn't stop with that. The guards went back, they reported what they saw. But we see in Matthew 28 that the chief priests pay them more money to keep quiet because they didn't want And from that day on, they spread a rumor saying that his disciples came and stole. And even in fact, today, many of them believe that. But today, we as followers of Jesus believe that he's risen. He just didn't rise and just come in that one um, instance or two instances. He came in multiple instances where each and every author, each and every gospel writer has uh, written it down in the book. In fact, he appeared to more than 500 odd people. He's appeared in different instances till the time when his ascension happened. He, in fact, later on appeared even to Paul on the road to Damascus. And Paul is a witness for that. He says, you know, the least of these, like me, got to witness it, even though I was not with him in the first hand, to actually witness him that he is a risen savior. And so today, by faith, we believe. And so today, whatever in this resurrection power, if whatever that we are asking God to come and break through, we are going to believe it by faith. I don't know how many of you have really noticed that, you know, that uh, the minute we ask Jesus to come in, there is a bit of doubt that exists. But over time, when we see Jesus working in and through our life, that doubt disappears. Our faith increases, the doubt shrinks. And so today, with all of that, because we can, we can strive all we want to get the best, uh, you know, to be protected, to be insulated. But we need this resurrection power. Uh, Ten years back, uh, we all pretty much were using the PC systems. And at that time, there were so many antivirus out there, you know. And so every uh, antivirus possible, if you notice, will have the same thing like you buy us, your system is protected. But eventually, as I kept trying so many things, because of the fact that I was using portable uh, hard disks, you know, to just move data across, somewhere or the other, the systems actually got a virus and it slowed down and it, after some time, it just became corrupted. And then we had to go into a hard format where we erase everything off and we start all over again. And when I was preparing this, God was reminding me that a lot of us need a formatting of our own, a hard format where we kind of like erase every experience, erase every understanding of, you know, uh, God sometimes to actually allow that resurrection power to come into our lives. Because time and again, you'll see that doubt, you know, uh, fear, you know, the fact that you're alone here, you feel like, you know, Jesus is not with you. All those will be reasons for you to go back into your old way of thinking. God is asking, will you format yourself so that, you know, you will believe in the resurrection power? This resurrection power comes when we least expect it, when we least, when we are actually struggling, when we are in the pits of loneliness. The disciples, in fact, if you look at it, it's interesting. The disciples, when he died, lost all hope. 
you know they were in they were confined into the probably uh, an entire house where they all were staying and they were just probably you know reminiscing the fact that when jesus was alive what he said what he liked or probably they were just grieving all of them were grieving the fact that they saw him die but look at the other part the pharisees and the way in which satan has influenced the other group of people here they are grieving but they are at work and the bible constantly tells us he is like a roaring lion who's just waiting to pounce on anyone who just shows a little bit of shaky faith and that requires us to be desperate for this resurrection power and so today the more we are desperate for it the more we will actually see it being active in our life so today i want you to be in this place where you're going to tell god i want that resurrection power to come into my life to break every seal that the enemy is trying to put at me or has already put or has already said this is something you have to live with and god wants us to move forward you know the beauty of the resurrection power is it doesn't cause us to be stationary in one place like even as we were just going through the entire series the way to the cross on good friday we saw at the cross with this resurrection power we are moving forward and the gospel moved forward in fact you see the disciples just didn't stay there when they got uh got the resurrection power with them they moved on they moved on we see acts and then we see all the different epistles and we are still in that movement today this resurrection power causes us to wait to see the savior face to face when his time comes i would like to read from ephesians chapter 1 verse 19 to 23 i pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of god's power made available to you through faith then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you this is the mighty power that was released when god raised christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm and now he is exalted as first above every ruler over every authority over every government and realm of power and existence he is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised not only in this age but in the age that is coming and he alone is the leader and source of everything needed in the church god has put everything beneath the authority of jesus christ and has given him the highest rank above all others and now we his church are his body on the earth that which fills him who is being filled by it what an amazing letter of exaltation paul has written to the ephesians church i love it it says god's power is made available through faith so today this resurrection power will not come if you doubt it this resurrection power which leads me to my second point but before that i just want to emphasize here the power this resurrection has the power his resurrection has not just on ourselves but is on the entire world it says here his authority is one of supreme he is from the heavenly realm he is exalted far above every ruler authority government and realm of power and existence in fact if you see the early church the way they operated they operated in the resurrection power they operated in this through faith and church are you willing to operate in this through faith romans chapter 8 verse 37 goes on to say yet even in the midst of all these things we triumph over them for god has made us to be more than conquerors and his demonstrated love is our glorious victory over everything in all these things so today however big the difficulty is in all these things the position in which god wants us to fight that battle is in a position of a conqueror 
And so the day when the rocks split open and when he ascended into heaven, he was a conquering king. You know, he wasn't a one who, he conquered death. Death could not hold him. We sing that beautiful phrase and it always gets me to lift my hands. The grave couldn't hold him. The power of death couldn't hold him. All that broke. It's interesting in the Passion Translation, the Greek word which is used here for conquer goes on to say that God gives us a glorious hyper victory. It goes on to say in the footnotes, more than can be described or contained in one word. God's love and grace has made us hyper conquerors, empowered to be unrivaled more than a match for any foe. What an amazing way to put that word conqueror. You today are a conqueror. You probably are looking at your loss and thinking you're defeated. No, in Christ, you're a conqueror. Every battle that we fight, it's his battle. Every victory that is won is his victory. Every thing that you're going through, he is with us. So with that assurance, let us take the step and say, God, I want this resurrection power to break the deal, Lord Jesus, of Satan's seal over my life. And I want to move into that place of being a conqueror where you will lead the way, where you will lead charge. The second point I would like for us to understand is the fact that this resurrection power, when we have faith in us, it trumps our logical framework. Today, the biggest fight that we have is not with people around us. It's not with our, uh, with the people who, you know, question everything. It's within our own minds. Our largest distance, in fact, is between our head and our heart. And oftentimes, what we want to believe through faith, we are always thinking a lot through our head. That we allow logic to actually, you know, and we try to see if it will make sense. And today, if you're looking at this resurrection power and trying to, you know, make sense of it all, you will not be able to make sense of it all. You need to come into a place of your faith being activated. Because the risen Savior, today, I love how this verse goes on to say, and it's an encouragement, and I believe each and every one of us should look through the lens of faith so that we can trump the framework of logic. John chapter 20, verse 24 to 31, it goes on to say, one of the 12 wasn't present when Jesus appeared to them. It was Thomas whose nickname was the twin. So the disciples informed him, we have seen the Lord with our own eyes. Still unconvinced, Thomas replied, there's no way I'm going to believe this unless I personally see the wounds of the nails in his hands. Touch them with my finger and put my hand into the wound of his side where he was pierced. Then eight days later, Thomas and all the others were in the house together. And even though all the doors were locked, Jesus suddenly stood before them. Peace to you, he said. Then looking into Thomas's eyes, he said, put your finger here in the wounds of your hands. Here, put your hand into my wounded side and see for yourself. Thomas, don't give in to your doubts any longer. Just believe. Then the words spilled out of his heart. You are my Lord and you are my God. Jesus responded, Thomas, now that you've seen me, you believe. But there are those who may never seen me with their eyes but have believed in me with their hearts and they will be blessed even more. 
Jesus went on to do many more miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not even included in this book. But all that is recorded here is so that you will fully believe that Jesus is the anointed one, the son of God, and that through your faith in him, you will experience eternal life by the power of his name. Even as we read it, Jesus tells Thomas, hey, you believed me now only after seeing me. But there are going to be many more who believe me, even when they don't see me, just because you tell them, just because you share about me to them, they will have faith and they will be blessed. What an affirmation that is for all of us, because we are all recipients of the gospel today because of Thomas bringing it into our land here, spreading it amongst a land where we have so many gods. Where we, if you want to see a God, you can see a God and you can believe. But here we have a God who we cannot see. And God saying, if you have faith in me, you will be blessed. Today, what is it that you've placed right on top and say, Lord, I this doesn't make sense. So I really can't believe you are God. Ask him. He will change. The, the idea about having a logical framework is you actually leave room for God to actually answer. When... If, if it's, if it's a vessel and we filled their entire vessel with logical framework and we don't have any room, there's no room to actually, for God to come in and show that, uh, hey, this is just this logic, but I'm supreme and I'm, I have divine authority over everything. We won't allow faith to be exercised. So today, even as we see in 2021, people still suffering, people still getting sick by the pandemic, even with the coming of the vaccine, our logical framework is like, God, why is still this happening? Are you still supreme? He is still supreme. But God wants us to leave room for faith. Because faith, when faith is a God, God, we always think, you know, God, if, if something like this happens, is God present? God is present. God is present through time. God is present through everything there. Even as I was saying earlier, that, that in that vessel, if you can leave some room for faith to get activated, God says, faith as small as a mustard seed, so small, which is which doesn't occupy space, which doesn't even seem significant enough. If you can leave that small a room for faith, God can trump that logical framework. And sometimes it's just not what we have to see with our physical eyes. God's going to open many a times our spiritual eyes to see it. If we allow. I'm going to read from uh, Luke chapter 24 verses 14 to 16. It's about two of his disciples who are on this journey after Jesus died. And it goes on to say, as they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognizing him. So even today, in this logical framework that we have, sometimes God's going to allow us to actually think the logic is bigger than him. God actually would love us to see it at a point where it will all make sense. And here, even as these two men were walking on the road, as they were traveling, Jesus met with them. As we go on to read in verse 25, it says, Then Jesus said to them, You foolish people, you find it so hard to believe all that the prophets wrote in the scriptures. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And Jesus went back to the words that were written earlier to say, hey, everything that Jesus has gone through is because it had to be fulfilled. It had to come true. Whatever the prophets spoke of had to come true. And then as they're going on, it becomes evening and they force Jesus to stay with them and dine with them. 
and it's there in the dining table when Jesus starts breaking bread that their eyes were opened and they were able to see so today what is it that god's going to use to actually trump our logical framework is his own word what he's spoken so today if you want to experience this res- resurrection power and want to see it work in and through your lives we'll have to be dwelling in god's word because when the minute we dwell because as those two disciples are seated with jesus god opened their eyes to see who he was as we take time and spend time to reading god's word as we go through each chapter and each verse every day god will open our eyes so that it will trump our logical framework the resurrection power is not so that it will make us dumb it's not it will make us look foolish but it's in a place where it will give us the strength to understand the bigger plans and the bigger purposes that god has for our life Psalm 92 verse 5 goes on to say how great are your works o lord your thoughts are very deep beyond man's understanding even as we read this it says your thoughts are very deep our understanding is very limited our logical understanding is very limited we can say we know but we may not know it all can we hand over everything today as thomas you know with all that doubts that he had he asked and god met him god in fact met him in person he showed himself god's willing to show himself through his word to you today god's given his community of believers around to encourage us to seek him so that our logical framework will be trumped and his resurrection power will start working in and through our life so that our faith will be activated to believe in him more hebrews chapter 11 verses 1 to 4 goes on to say the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in god this faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living it's our handle on what we can't see the act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors set them above the crowd by faith we see the world called into existence by god's word what we see created by what we don't see and today if you read uh, hebrews chapter 11 it in fact goes on to talk about all the heroes of faith they all had faith and with that faith it allowed them to actually move into a place which set them apart from the people around so today his resurrection power the minute we have faith his resurrection power will set us apart but his resurrection power also wants us to gather everyone around and so with our logical uh, framework being given into god's hands he's going to turn it and make us understand hey this is what i want to do with you And so today God's going to take you into places where he's going to ask you to declare his resurrection power. He's going to take you into instances where he will actually place you with friends, family and people around to declare his resurrection power. Declare it with boldness. Declare it from your own life of how God's met you, what he's done. Allow your testimony to become the channel for someone else's faith to be activated. The third thing what this resurrection power does is that it allows us to see the bigger picture that Jesus has in store. The resurrection power even as I said in the beginning, you know, it's not meant for us to be stationed in one place. It's meant for us to be moving forward. And this resurrection power moved the disciples forward in direction. In fact, when they met with Jesus, even if we see the one thing that Peter does in fact in John it goes on to say is he goes back to his previous comfort zone 
because of everything that's happened around he even though he's seen jesus even though he just goes back to his comfort zone and says you know what i'm going back to fishing i can't just be waiting endlessly here can we read from john 21 it goes on to say later jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the sea of galilee this is how it happened several of the disciples were there simon peter thomas nicknamed the twin nathanael from cana in galilee the sons of zebedee and two other disciples simon peter said i'm going fishing we'll come to they all said so they went out in the boat but they caught nothing all night they went out and they caught nothing all night and so these people who um were participants or recipients of the resurrected power actually lost you know understanding of what the bigger picture was and they moved back to what they felt comfortable what the work of their hands told them that they were good at and god in fact comes there and meets them there and says hey when you've encountered the resurrection power your plans are going to change in fact when we go on to read in john 21 verse 15 onwards it goes on to say so when they had finished breakfast jesus said to simon peter simon do you love me more than these others do with total commitment and devotion he said to them yes lord you know that i love you with a deep personal affection as for a close friend jesus said to him feed my lambs again he said to him a second time simon son of john do you love me with total commitment and devotion he said to him yes lord you know that i love you with a deep personal affection as for a close friend jesus said to him shepherd my sheep he said to him the third time simon son of john do you love me with a deep personal affection for me as for a close friend peter was grieved that he had asked him the third time do you really love me with a deep personal affection as for a close friend he said to him lord you know everything you know that i love you with a deep personal affection as for a close friend jesus said to him feed my sheep it was interesting here peter who actually lacked a job description was actually getting his uh job description from jesus at this point he went on to become the leader of the early church and so today church even as we are all seated today and listening to this can his resurrection power help us to see the bigger picture today i'm not telling you that you know god moves in different ways you know for some of us he might move us to actually you know leave everything to actually do his work full time but for many of us he's asking us hey with this resurrection power can you see your work differently can you see the bigger plans that i have for you in this work oftentimes you know the the easiest statement that comes out of our mouth with regard to our work is yeah it's there it's boring you know it's just tiring it's just too exhausting but if the resurrected power is working in and through us you know we will see the bigger picture of what we are actually going in day in and day out to do of especially those we are interacting with we won't just see them as peers we won't just see them as competition we won't just see them as you know what these are the people i am uh, competing against to climb the ladder but we'll actually see them hey these are people god has actually entrusted with me to share his love to journey along with them to pray with them through their life difficulties and see miracles happen it's just a shift in focus and here a lot of the scholars are actually telling that peter denied jesus three times and god's kind of like asking him thrice do you love me but the more we look into it it's more like is is god really you know when he's asking him saying 
hey do you really dearly love me if you love me you're going to see my people differently especially because of the fact that he was the one who called and said i'm going for fishing and he led the people he knew that peter is going to be an instrumental in leading many others you're going to go forward when i'm not here anymore and you're going to lead a group of people do it with all your heart do it as you would do it unto me and so peter's response is always as a close friend as a close friend he said do everything that you do for the church as you're doing it unto me and church this got me thinking that you know what we many a times are so upset with the fact that the church has done something wrong or you know what my experience of church has really not not been right for me or you know i've i've been hurt by the church but we can never be hurt by the church because the church is actually jesus's fulfillment you know we are hurt by the people so never boil down everything to say you're hurt by the church which means you're eventually saying you're hurt by god you're hurt by jesus this resurrected power will enable you to see jesus in a new light will enable you to see who jesus is i love what this passage says in ephesians 4 1 to 6 in light of all this here's what i want you to do when i'm locked up here as a prisoner for the master i want you to get out here and walk better run on the road god called you to travel i don't want any of you sitting around on your hands i don't want anyone strolling off doing some path that goes nowhere and mark that you do this with humility and discipline not in fits and starts but steadily pouring yourselves out for each other in acts of love alert at noticing differences and quick at mending fences you are all called to travel on the same road and in the same direction so stay together both outwardly and inwardly you have one master one faith one baptism one god and one father of all who rules over all works through all and is present in all everything you are and think and do is permeated with oneness i love how it says how paul tells the ephesians church here hey go as one so today even as we go it's god who's actually calling us to journey together and in this journey together we will have differences but it says here quickly mend and so today let's not say we are hurt by his church but let us find who is hurting us really and ask allow god's love to run in deep through us so that we'll be able to see the bigger picture because what satan will do is he'll mar the resurrection power that's working in and through our lives and he'll you know zoom in and put a big microscope into that small hurt and glorify the fact that the church has done something or the church will you know the church of god is perfect in jesus eyes in fact he's coming back to you know set us one together it says he's a it's a spotless bride to jesus the bridegroom is coming that's what he sees his entire church because we are redeemed you're washed by his blood let not the experiences of people around us you know mar what god has in store as a big picture i love where paul goes on to say he says we all have been graced so it goes on to say the church has been graced you know to have apostles teachers prophets you know and in all of that he goes on to say there's one function that that grace works towards and it's important for us all of us to understand he says and we are calling 
reading from Ephesians 4, it goes on to say, And he has appointed some with the grace to be apostles, some with the grace to be prophets, and some with the grace to be evangelists, and some with the grace to be pastors, and some with the grace to be teachers. And their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. These grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness into the faith, until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God. And finally, we become into a perfect man with the full dimension of spiritual maturity and fully developed into the abundance of Christ. I love what verse 12 says, and their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry as they do so that it will enlarge and build the body of Christ. So today, even if, as you're part of the church, as you're part, yeah, there are certain people in different roles. But mind you, what Paul is telling here is that all of us are working towards a common goal, and that is building the body of Christ. So today, with the resurrected power, are you willing to see the bigger picture? Because if you don't see it with the resurrected power, you're going to see a picture where you're just going to try and do what is best for yourself, what is best for your own life. But the minute you allow the resurrected power to come into you, you're going to see what is best for the kingdom of God. God's going to show you, hey, what is it that God's calling you to do for the body of Christ? And it says here, each one is graced to nurture and prepare everyone around, the holy believers around, to do their own works of ministry. So today, if you come to church and you're participating in church, it's so that we all can encourage one another, so that we all go about doing our own works of ministry to build the body of Christ. So church, today, I get excited talking about this because it's interesting and it's exciting to see what God has in store for his people in church. When each one comes and each one identifies what their resurrection power actually is meant for them to do, it's amazing to see how it beautifully sees it's going to be a tapestry of his work in God's kingdom. Beautiful colors that will come out, that will be pleasing. I'm reminded all of this will happen only if we are willing to spend time and allow Jesus to come in. Just last week, um, me and my wife were uh, going to the parlor and my youngest son said he wants to come. You know, and it was interesting that he wanted to come because he had this thought that, you know, every time mommy, daddy go out, they are probably going and having coffee or some cold coffee they're having. So he came and told my wife, hey, uh, I'm, I'm coming out with you guys for my haircut. It didn't, it wasn't so bad for him. You know, he could have waited for a couple of weeks. But he said, I want to come. And we asked, why do you want to come so that I can come and have some coffee with you? You know, that was all his intention. And so we go here, um, me and him get our haircuts and then we waited. Then we had to wait like for an additional hour for my wife to get done. And in that waiting, we were playing all these other different games over there, these uh, arm wrestling and all that. But the focus had changed for him from just having coffee to actually spending time. And it got me thinking, God was asking, hey, will you be like him? You know, you might come with your needs, with your wants at that point to me. But the more you start spending time with me, the resurrected power will change me to see something new. Will be, change me to see something big. And church, I want us all to actually be in that place where we can say, God, I want you to change me. The resurrected power changes us. At the cross, we saw what it, it, it beautifully you know, connects us 
but many a times you know we can still go into a zone of just being all by ourselves but jesus is saying hey i'm not going to leave you alone i've resurrected i'm alive are you willing to journey with me so this resurrected power breaks the seal that satan has over us this resurrected power breaks the seal that satan has you know closed or put a seal over us this resurrected power trumps our human logic and what we always place before god before we can believe and have faith this resurrected power enables us to see the bigger picture that jesus has in store for us so church can i just pray for you tonight now and ask god that he'll start working in and through your life that you'll be able to give and you'll be able to you know stand up and take this journey right on be daring enough to take this christian walk loving heavenly father lord we thank you lord for this time thank you for all that you're doing lord jesus in and through our lives and today we just lift our hands and we say thank you lord that you are risen you are risen you are risen lord jesus and we declare that over our lives lord i pray that lord even right now if there's anything that the enemy has put a seal over our lives or we break it lord jesus by the authority by the power that lord you rose we believe that same power can break it lord jesus i pray every every framework that's there in our mind which we've tried to logicalize most of the time i pray that lord you would change that lord jesus with your word lead us to your word lord jesus lead us to the right passages which will strengthen us lord jesus which will change us lord inside out and i pray that lord this resurrection power lord jesus will move us to a place where we will be able to see the bigger picture the bigger picture lord jesus of what you've placed us here in this earth for a time such as this lord we thank you be with us i pray that lord you will go before each and every one of your children that they'll be strengthened in their faith i pray that lord that you would allow them lord jesus to lord journey along and enjoy this journey with you lord more than ever before in your most holy name we pray amen amen thanks for listening to this message we hope you were blessed to hear more messages like this make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes If you like what you are hearing, consider rating us, subscribing, and even sharing it with friends. That would really help us. For more content from We Are Zion and to connect with us, go to weazion.in. Remember, whoever finds Jesus finds life.